to an all-new episode of Press YYZ, the only Canadian gaming podcast you can catch live on Twitch every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, hosted by these four fine gentlemen most of the time and other people sometimes on occasion as well for things and on podcast services and YouTube every Thursday. I'm Mitch, joined as always by the French Connection, Alex Kazina. Hey, 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 hey. And that's about all Cozy's going to say on today's episode, because it's going to be all about Halo, and he hasn't played it yet, but we'll give him his moment to talk about whatever else has been going on. But also joining me are the Halo boys, Mr. Nathan McInerney and AJ Fraser. Woo, Halo. I'm glad that I've been a long-term fan of this series, and everything makes sense now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, you, what, what, what wonders can you teach us that, that we may have missed along our journey so far? Well, I, I can't wait to hear it. I don't know if you're aware of this, but we finally learned Master Chief's middle name. Oh, shit. <laughs> Steve, Go figure. isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's Master Fred Chief. Oh, Fred. Okay, yeah. Oh, uh, so Fred, like his blue team partner from Halo 5. Yes. Before we get started, in earnest, as always, as Press YYZ stands against any discrimination of any kind. Uh, while we appreciate however you choose to give back to our show, there's no better way than being excellent to one another. A bit of housekeeping for you tomorrow, Thursday, December the 9th, here at 8 p.m. Eastern, you can catch us live reacting and co-streaming the Game Awards, where there will be announcements and someone will win and the others won't care. Uh, And Cozy is looking to do his cooking stream that was promised as part of Extra Life at some point this month. Which yes, means that's right. It will get narrowed down to sometime in the next three weeks within the next three. If weeks. you have any ideas or suggestions of what I should do, by all means, uh, hit me up on Twitter, hit up the Press YZ account on Twitter, slide into our Discord and let me know. Uh, we've already been discussing it amongst ourselves. We have some good ideas, but we want to hear from you if you have an exceptionally exceptional idea that you want to impart to us. Yeah. And with the holidays upon us, we didn't really take that into account when saying we do a second extra life stream in December. So that will be happening sometime in the new year, probably January, maybe a dirty 30 stream for Mitch's birthday. I don't know. We'll see. I I think maybe it could be timed with our two year anniversary as well. So yeah, that's like a a couple of weeks before my birthday. Uh, I will say, but we'll let you know closer to the date when we're going to do that. And it's going to probably be 12 hours of Halo. I, I looked up what games are coming out in January of next year, and unfortunately, there aren't really any major releases of consequence that we would care about. Maybe. Uh, but excuse me. What? Maybe it's time to get back to Cyberpunk. Or maybe it's time to play the 2022 game of the year, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Which coming is out January 28th. Probably going to be really good, but that's like way at the end of the month. Yeah, I know. I took the, I'm taking the day off. It's two days before my birthday. Is it multiplayer? They have said there is multiplayer, but it's probably just trading and battling, I think. Oh. Nothing more than that. It is a single-player adventure. Like every Pokemon game it's been, but we are not here to talk about Pokemon, which is hard for me to say because it's been like three weeks since the last game and I haven't talked about it yet. Today, everyone has said, oh, we have to talk about the Halo thing, and I don't want to talk about the Halo thing because I want to go play the Halo thing. So before (laughs) we spend too long talking about the Halo thing, Cozy, you've got other stuff you've been playing because you haven't been playing the Halo thing. I mean, I technically have been playing the Halo thing. I've been playing... uh, You've been playing the old Halo things. Yes, I've been playing uh, Halo 5 colon Guardians. The the only Halo game with a 
subtitle next to it, aside from Halo Combat Evolved. Um, and I guess Halo 3 ODST if we want to get technical. Uh, yeah, this game is interesting. On the previous podcast, I talked about how with Halo 4, I appreciated all of the little ways in which the game was clearly influenced by Star Trek 2009. This game, Halo 5, feels like it was influenced by the posters for Batman versus Superman and not in an interesting <laughs> way. Um, I'm interested in seeing it through to the end. Gameplay-wise, it is still pretty polished, although it feels less like a Halo game and more like if uh, Platinum Games had to create like an impressionistic painting rendition of a Halo game. Um, there, there yeah. is something... Um regarding halo 5 that was actually really good and that was a podcast they released before it came out, out yes. called hunt hunt the truth yeah. and the first season of that was actually really good and really well done and then the second season that they attempted to do of that uh felt like the the eighth season of game of thrones in terms of quality mm. and rushed to to try and get it out before the game came. It was, that part was not good, but that first season was actually really, really good and really interesting. Uh, if you're interested in podcasts on your commute or something like that. I'll definitely consider checking that out. I've already committed to checking out the uh, Halo Legends uh, anime vignettes and some of the Halo movies at some point. And like, as you know, I love podcasts. So that actually genuinely will probably be something I'll check out at some point. Um, I could have went through oh there it is there it is Halo. forward unto dawn oh I, I was about to say halo the anime but then it came into focus nope. and it was not halo the anime forward um, unto dawn is a very good movie i decided last night rather than spend uh the rest of my tuesday evening whittling away at halo 5 that i'd check out another game that people have been uh talking about as of recent uh while it didn't receive a nomination for game of the year it did receive three other nominations uh from the game awards in three other categories uh it's a little walking simulator slash musical sci-fi opera by the name of uh the artful escape uh and let me tell you this game is out there this is one of those experiences that as you're playing it you're like man i really really wish that quebec had better weed than the weed that we currently have <laughs> we have like like if you go on the what, what is it the societe societe Cannabolique Québécois. Well, I've, I forget what the website's called if you go on the quebec cannabis website like the only edibles that we have are like like powder that you can put in like your tea, for example, it really sucks. I mean, of course they also have, you know, stuff that you can smoke and all that, but I'm not much of a smoker. Uh, yeah. Uh, this game, uh, was a lot of fun. As you can see right now, I am in the process of, uh, marching through a wondrous and weird alien environment, uh, playing my guitar all the way, causing the world around me to change as my character finds himself and, uh, basically crafts his persona that I'll use to play rock to every single creature in the galaxy and universe. It's a game that, like I said, is very much in defiance of any kind of explanation out there. The best thing I can compare it to is it's like if they took the Yellow Submarine uh, animated movie, like the old Beatles animated movie, and took a, something that was totally extremely similar to it and turned it into a uh 
again, like not super interactive uh, walking simulator of a video game. Uh, and I personally had a real good time with it over the course of the four to five-ish hours that I played it. One thing I didn't love about it is that occasionally there are these sections uh, throughout it where you basically play Simon. You have to repeat um, the notes uh, that are displayed on screen to play songs using your ethereal guitar. Um, it never works out as well as it should because the prompts on screen for what buttons you play are way kind of bunched together. And when you're playing it on your uh, Xbox uh, Elite controller, the uh, actual buttons that you have to press are usually way further out. And it's it, 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 I realize it's a little bit hard to explain, but basically those sequences uh, are a little bit more cumbersome than they should have been. But overall, overall, if you got four hours to spare, you got uh, one of those Xbox Game Passes, go give this one a shot. It's fun. Yeah, this is one of those that I've been meaning to play, and I booted it up, uh, but it's gone on that list of things that I want to get to when I've got some time off for the holidays. I know we've talked about whether or not we're going to take a break for the holidays, and I think if we do, this is definitely one of those games that, well, I can carve out a Wednesday night and, and play through it. Um, curious, though, if anyone else, before we get into the Halo talk, I know, Cozy, that's kind of what you've been up to outside the Halos, so I apologize that the rest of the episode might not be as inclusive. Um, but, uh, what's everyone's plans over the holidays with regards to backlog management? Anyone got any big plans, anything novel or interesting you want to try and get through over the holidays? I've got one, a white whale, which has been staring me in the face for a little while now. Final fantasy seven remake. Yes, dude. I, I've started it twice and twice. It hasn't gripped me. Um, but I need to get through it. I need to, I need to get, I need to get through it. I was not as far in the second time playing it, but when PS, the PS5 copy launched, I just had too much other stuff on the go at the time. So I think the holidays is when I got through Ghost of Tsushima and Persona 5 Royal last year. So I should be able to bust out Final Fantasy. Uh, anyone interested in playing through, uh, Dark Pictures Man of Medan in the next like week? No, because um, it leaves Game Pass on the 16th, <laughs> and I would have liked to have played it before it left. Mm. It's on Game Pass. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I think that's mm. part of the problem. Uh, AJ Cozy, anything interesting you plan on on getting to over the break? At this point, I'm probably just going to play a lot of Halo. Try and get the the daily and weekly challenges. Once I'm done with the campaign, try see if I can get. All the the hidden collectibles, audio logs, skulls, and everything to to find in the in the campaign. But um, right now, that's that's in terms of games. That's really all I can think about. Fair enough. With Cozy. me, I, I'm largely just going to do a lot of cleanup. Uh, I didn't platinum uh, Life is Strange True Colors uh, when I beat it a couple of weeks ago, so I'm going to take care of that. And there are a couple of other games that have been kind of kicking around on my hard drives that I'm going to kind of get to and get out of the way. Last time I had my little vacation right before I started my job back in September, I basically spent those two weeks or so just like going through my hard drive and being like, oh, uh, look at this, Burly Men at Sea. Had this downloaded like for five years now. I've never played it. Let's knock it off the bucket list. And it's going to be very similar during Christmas. Fair enough. How's the uh, Platinum for Life is Strange? Uh, as I understand it, it's uh, 
not too difficult. It's like a lot of like collectible based things. So it's not like the telltale games of yore where you would just play through it and you would get the platinum. It's a little bit more involved, but it's not difficult at all. Okay, cool. Sweet. And I don't I don't think you have to like play through multiple story paths. Like you don't have to get like a good ending and a bad ending. I think don't quote me on that. Yeah, it's not that bad. All right. Yeah, at least for me, at the holidays for me, what I'm hoping to get through, like I mentioned, I want to get through um, Artful Escape. Um, I'm just going through the Game Pass stuff I've downloaded because that's the easiest way to know. Uh, I booted up One Step from Eden. Are you guys familiar with this game? Um, that's the Mega Man Battle Network like? Yeah, it's yeah. a roguelike in the style no, of Mega Man Battle of- Network, and I'm so down for that because I love Mega Man Battle Network and roguelikes. So that's one for me. Um, another being, uh, where is that on here? Uh, I still need to pl- finish Arkham Origins for the first time, so that's one that I want to get done as well. It takes two. I'd like to play through with the wife um, at some point mm-hmm. because I hear that that is a good way to play that game. Um, and tell me why is another one that's been sitting there for a while that I definitely want to get at, uh, over that there holidays. But, uh, other than that, you know, similar to AJ, my, a lot of my time is just going to get swallowed up by the thing we're going to talk about for the next who who the hell knows how long. And that's, uh, Halo Infinite today as of like 1 PM, even though it took like an hour for most of us to get it installed. Uh, the campaign is here. It is a real game. This game exists, which is great. AJ, you yeah. put the most time into it. What are your initial thoughts? Um, I am absolutely loving it so far. Um, I do have some uh, nervousness with regards to the open world, my ADHD, and distraction. Um, although it does seem to be strong enough to pull me along on the quote-unquote main path, the, the main quest Um and it's easy enough to just kind of get a couple of the the other areas that kind of pop up in the open world um, on your route to that to that thing, um, and you know you can always come back later into the open world and and, and clean that stuff up after. Um, you know, it's it's a it's an issue that I had in Skyrim. Like I've still I put hundreds of hours into Skyrim, still never finished the main quest. Um, and I feel that that need and that drive to just want to go to every little spot and explore everything and then not do that. But like, I don't know, maybe it's my attachment to the characters um, in the game, specifically being Chief and Cortana after all of these last 20 years um, that kind of drives me, is driving me forward more in, in regards to wanting to complete it so and nathan i know you didn't get as far as the two of us did into it but what are your kind of initial impressions of uh i mean of the campaign and then i mean we've been playing the multiplayer for weeks so you can kind of you know talk about both yeah so the um campaign's interesting i like the open world um it's given me it feels like a decently sized open world, I will say just on my initial exploration and to be like completely fair, I'm just into the open world. I've done one or two things in it. Um, unfortunately, wife and kids and family and dinner and stuff got in the way of playing games. Responsibilities. Believe it or not. 
I know, I know, I know. Um, so I got to invest a little bit of time into it, but not as much as I'd like. But I will say it does feel a little empty and barren. And I don't know if that's part for the course with the series. And maybe you guys can let me know. Oh, so I I have hmm, one of the, the thoughts that I, I... So I a lot of times when I play a new game in a series, um, and I, I've kind of thought this way all of my life, is mm-hmm. I really want to experience the older game in the in the series as new again in the new engine, in the new graphics, and the new uh, I don't know control whatever what Every, what new the, all the new new the new ever all the new, the new new all the new new stuff right um and yeah. so in in. In the original Halo, um, after you fight your way off of the um, Pillar of Autumn and you crash land that ship onto the Halo ring for the first time and you step out, there isn't a lot there because it is just sort of open wilderness. Um, And and it is very reminiscent of that feeling when I first did that for the first time 20 years ago. I do want to interject quickly and say, you know, to what AJ is saying, I did feel somewhat similarly about the original Halo Combat Evolved as well. And I remember at the time uh, scrumming through video walkthroughs of some of the levels I just played just to see, you know, how more experienced Halo pros played through some of these levels. And I was always surprised by all the little nooks and crannies and secrets that they would discover, gun caches that are kind of a little bit off the beaten path. Uh, And I kind of walked away from it being like, okay, you know, the games are not like as dense as like what you would expect from a first-person shooter today. But clearly Bungie had a real reverence for making sure that each level was sufficiently kind of packed with secrets and cool stuff to find and kind of uh, tying together all three of our discussions thus far. Like, would you say AJ having played Halo Infinite the most that that is true of Infinite's world? To me. Okay. So let's see if I can describe it even, even still that little bit better. The open world of Infinite is like they they looked at the original Halo, um, uh, the the original Halo level that I just described, yep. and then also the silent cartographer, and just said, "Hey, let's stretch this into a bigger environment, section it off via story beats and what have you, and and that that is the open world." Um, can you remind me what your question was again? Cause I sort of lost the thread there. Um, I guess like, does it feel barren? <laughs> Cause it, it feels a bit barren. I think that's where I was going. It. Okay. So you play, you playing as the master chief, master Fred, essentially. Chief. Yep. Master Fred chief, John, John Fred chief, um, are, are kind of alone the whole time regardless in in every game except uh halo 5 guardians um and there is a a a solitary feeling to it but not in a way that it it is suffocating but it remains breathtaking okay all right does that make sense yeah 
like this is reminding me uh, very much in the way at least based on what i'm seeing of an ubisoft game people people have been comparing it to far cry yeah um like like my comparison points would be like an assassin i haven't played the far cries and forever's but like an assassin's creed or a watchdogs in terms of finding the points and going after the points i think that will be enough to keep me going because i do enjoy that gameplay loop um even when you look at all the spots that were on the map in forza 5 i've three-starred every single thing you can do in that game i think Um, the difference there versus here though is it'll be interesting to see as you know, we explore more of this world and unlock more of these points if traversal becomes a concern. Because, I mean, early, early in this open world bit, I had some reservations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started using the grappling hook like Spider-Man. Yeah. And it was yep. fucking amazing. I've so been, there's... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I've been using the grapple hook a lot, even during combat. And like yes. pulling myself so, to enemies or using it to stop the shield guys, because those guys suck. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. The ja- the jackals are a pain in the ass. Um, you're supposed to shoot them between the little crevice and hit their hand. Then they drop, dr- kind of like open up a little bit, and then you can headshot them. But mm-hmm. um, it, it seemed it seems a little less effective in this one for some reason. Um, the grappling hook itself um, is really it feels really good. You feel like Spider Man to an extent. Um, there are it's no secret there there are some like boss fight like sequences in which it is absolutely clutch to be you you have to use it or else you're just i'm playing on normal and some of these some of the boss battles felt like either hi- historic heroic or legendary uh normal encounters so um you know take it with a grain of salt there the the hesitancy I do have with regards to the open world is so I've also never like as much as I love it I never finished Breath of the Wild either okay yep because you know I explored the world and and I got distracted easily that way Mm -hmm. however there is a lot to the world of Breath of the Wild that you can actually miss And, and it's a lot of really really interesting either whether it be lore or just a a nice visual art piece in the world that you can miss because uh all you're all you end up doing is climbing to the highest rock and then paragliding down it's a very similar uh thing you have to kind of resist sometimes in halo infinite with the grappling hook yeah you can you can get to the highest mountain over there and climb to the top of it and see everything around you um but you're going to miss something interesting along the way if that is the only way you play it. Yeah, I, I think for me at least, the like I'm kind of halfway between the two of you in terms of my experience. I've been in the open world for probably about an hour, hour and a half, doing some missions, exploring, unlocking some bases, all that kind of stuff. And the one thing I'll say about those pseudo sort of boss fighty sections, um, at least the first one I did... Uh, you unlock the um, oh, what it is. It's like the the radar thing that you shoot out, and it shows the enemies yeah, on the, the map or whatever. Threat detector. Threat, threat detector. detector. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, I don't like how this controls in the campaign in terms of switching between grenades and equipment. Yeah, it's not uh, good. Yeah. It's not. It's it's 
They tried to find a solution, but it's a little too cumbersome. Um, I'm hoping there's you. a way I can map that to the paddles on my Elite controller so I can do it with that of just cycling through them. Maybe there's some accessibility yeah. option where it doesn't require two button presses. I just haven't dug into the menus enough to figure out if that's the case. I hope there is. And if there isn't, I hope they're thinking about putting it in. Um, it, yeah, it is something you could get fluid at, but it's like, it's just, it's it, not great. it is very, it is very cumbersome because you have to hit. So it's like in multiplayer, you hit uh, left, left on the, on the D-pad, D-pad to swap your grenades between the, the only two you can carry in campaign. You can carry two grenade or two grenades, yeah, two grenades of the four different types of the four, four different types. And then there's the equipment that you can get and pick up similar to the ones that you get in uh, multiplayer. Um, and you have to press the right button and then a, a direction to access them. And one, one, when you're, when you switch out to the threat detector to try and uh, locate some enemies, and then you immediately press the button to want to grapple away and get really too, you, you're, it's You'll one have thing, to hit the D-pad twice to go back to the grapple to grapple away after using the threat detector. Yeah. Which is not great little, in terms of gameplay. It's a little I, too too useful in that regard. I understand why they did it the way they did because they want to make you feel like you're a badass, you're the chief, you're leveling up, you're collecting points to you know improve all of your equipment, which I think is really cool. I spent all of my points on the grappling hook thus far and feel like a badass. Spider-Man with like friggin' electro webs or some crap like that. Um, it's real good, but there is definitely some weird or non-intuitive design choices, but I don't know how they would have alleviated that other than giving you the option of just, you know, cycling between all of the equipment when you press that thing instead of switching to a specific thing. But again, that's me being a little nitpicky more than anything else. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, based on what you guys were talking about and i can't remember what it was because it didn't matter probably uh oh back to nathan's point about the feel world feeling a little sparse i actually felt the opposite oh really where every time i was like trying to traverse point to point to aj's to to the point aj made about the original halo is that game felt empty uh that game felt like you were going point to point objective to objective and that's it whereas this I'll be doing that, but then I'll run into like a supply depot or just a random downed pelican that has a, a point, like an upgrade point in it with a bunch of enemies just hanging around that wasn't on the map, but it's just kind of there. And it, it makes the feel more world feel more lived in, at least for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying that aspect of it, but it does hurt my brain a little bit because when I get games like this, I'm like, AJ, I'm like, I got to cross everything off this map before I go mm-hmm. to the next objective. And it makes it like, oh God, now there's things I don't even know that aren't on the map that are going to distract me on my way to the next objective. So I really, I feel like I'm going to focus almost primarily on the campaign story portions of this single player and then go back and just play in this sandbox because it's just grappling hook tree to tree like friggin' Spider-Man is dope. And I feel Absolutely. like as you as you find more stuff on the map, you're earning valor. And as you're in valor, you're unlocking more guns for your... Like at the depots, you can change your loadouts. You can spawn vehicles. You can have like the more, uh, the more Marines that you save, they'll like... If you get in a Warthog, they will get in the Warthog with you and you'll have like a squad, which is cool. Like, so, there, there, oh, there's yeah. a lot of really interesting design decisions that they I, made on this that pay off very much. So. I took... I took over an entire uh, FOB with a uh, a Razorback with five 
other Marines in it and just drove up and just they just took care of everybody and it was good to go. It was fucking great. It felt good. It it feels like the kind of game where you can kind of do you can tackle one problem a million different ways, which is very not what you would expect from a first person shooter. Interesting. Okay, okay. That actually gives me a lot of excitement. I have unlocked save some of the Marines already, but like I only have the mongoose available to me to drive right now. Yeah. So they can't come on me with that, correct? One person could. One person could? Oh, maybe I should hold yeah, off. Yeah, one person can hop away. on the back. And for me, I'm going to treat this sandbox as more of a way to experiment with the things I want to get better at doing in, in multiplayer. multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, which is something I've been shit? wanting since that multiplayer dropped because I am straight dog shit with some of these guns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I already feel better with the um, the mangler. So, oh yeah, that that's the weapon I've been um, I've been rocking the most. Um, it's great for those so grunts, single shot, yeah, headshot. It just boom, 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 done. boom, done. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and you, you just have to be careful because it does have bullet drop on it. But yeah, it it's really good. It's funny yeah. you guys were talking about how in the single player campaign for this game you can earn uh skins and whatnot to use in the multiplayer and i was like oh man that's really cool i feel like you don't have a lot of games that feature that nowadays and i thought about it and it's like i mean in general there are not a lot of games that come out nowadays that have like uh what's the word i was about to say agnostic but like completely separate uh extricated single player and multiplayer campaigns like halo infinite does I mean, yeah, Call of Duty. Yeah, I guess, Call of Duty yeah. does the, these days now with Warzone. Call of Duty definitely fits into that because yeah. they've they've kind of like made one launcher that you kind of launch every Everything Call of Duty from, from at yeah. this point. And so. they do do it at least in the multiplayer of the games. Like if you've done certain things in the single player, reach certain milestones, they'll unlock some stuff for the multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, fuck Activision. Yeah, yeah there's fuck that. Me. Fuck them. Fuck Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Sorry, we we talked about an Activision game. I felt like I had to say that. Yeah, yeah. It was just the it's, first example that came lot. to mind for me. But uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with the the whole. Yeah, thing. I feel bad for Raven Software because before they were absorbed into the Call of Duty machine, they made like queer, quirky, weird, fun shooters like that uh, one 2010 game, uh, Singularity, which was like you know pretty basic and straightforward, but like a lot of fun. And, and they also made some of the best yeah. Marvel games ever made. Yeah, and they also, yeah. e- even after they were absorbed into the Call of Duty machine, they made some of their more interesting projects in that universe, like the that one mode in Call of Duty Ghosts that was neither like the multiplayer suite nor the single-player campaign. It, it was like the one where like you're like fighting aliens or something. In any case, yeah, yeah. I don't think Ghosts was aliens. Wasn't Aliens the one with Kit Harrington? Infinite? advanced warfare I, the call of duty series is where infinite warfare yeah, yeah. infinite warfare our, our help goes out to raven there was the, Ke- there, there was the kevin spacey banner. one and then there was the ken harrington one it's, also it's fuck fuck lot. kevin spacey yeah there's that too yes. um i actually had a, an interesting conversation before the podcast that i actually want to bring up here because we were totally derailing from the the halo talk so cozy feel free to chime in on all of this because this is going to kind of it was sorry before we go to the next topic it was called extinction mode okay right yes um game awards are tomorrow yes yes yeah we talked a little bit about what we think might pop up what we think needs to get shown because it's going to be a big thing for next year 
And one that I thought of, which I have to preface with fuck JK Rowling, is we have uh-huh. not seen the Hogwarts Legacy game in some time. Yeah. Is that one you think they can market at all prior to its release or is it just kind of going to happen? No, they'll market it because here's the deal. As much as a lot of people are in the know about Harry Potter, there's still as much Harry Potter merch and stuff as there was before. They'll continue to market it like and ignore what happened. So yeah, you, you'll see a full marketing suite for it. There is currently a game show on Crave. Um, it, it comes on before Dexter on Sunday nights. Um, Hogwarts Battle or something like that, where it's just, what? it's a trivia show. Like, uh, and they just ask, like, it's, it's, Harry it's hosted by Helen. Yeah, hosted by Helen Mirren, and uh, the teams are divided into the houses, and oh wow, the audience gets to weigh in and get the team more points. Like, it's a whole thing. It's 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 actually really interesting. Um, but yeah, fuck J.K. Rowling. Um, yeah. But Harry Potter's cool. It's one of those I, things where it's really hard to. Sorry, cozy. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, it's really it's hard right. to separate the art from the artist in a lot of these situations because. We grew up with Harry Potter. Well, I didn't grow up with Harry you Potter. Didn't grow I was up with in Harry my Potter. The three of no. us grew up with Harry Potter. Yeah, I, I read it in my twenty, like my early twenties, because that's when the books started to get popular and everybody was reading them. And I did enjoy the world, and I liked the movies, and I've rewatched the movies with my kids, and it means something to my kids. And it's, so, it means something to a lot of kids. Yeah. Speaking of Harry Potter content sneaking up on us, did you guys know that uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore is coming out in April of next year? No. I don't even know if I saw the second one of those. I haven't watched one of them. Me neither. People were never like super hyped on these Fantastic Beasts movies. I remember seeing the first one. It was fine, but nothing. I don't know. There was also a lot of buzz on the internet the last couple of weeks over this um, reunion, the, the reunion special they're going to do akin to like the Friends reunion, but for the Harry Potter films. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, Christopher Columbus, the director, not not that Christopher, but you know, no, the director. The Home Alone director. Yeah, Home the one Alone who directed well. the first three Harry Potter movies uh, wants yep. to direct a film adaptation of the stage play. Yeah, I was going to say, mm. I, I thought they were going to be doing the stage play at some point, especially because... They've all the, the, aged. The actors are all the right age at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They've all aged to the right point to do it now. Yeah, I don't know. Either way. Fuck JK Rowling. I was just curious to get your guys thoughts on uh, the whole Hogwarts legacy thing. And if we think, do you think with all the negative press that the game awards got this week about, you know, Activision, the weird flip flopping over the Activision stuff. Fuck, uh, fuck uh, Bobby Kotick. Not don't fuck Activision. Just fuck Bobby Kotick and anyone supports him. Um, do you think there's a possibility that this shows up here and gives them even worse PR for the show? I mean, no. I think anything's possible. Uh, so what I think I, is, I, again, I was surprised by how soon Fantastic Beasts, the next one is coming out. I would think that they'll do something to coincide with that movie to help promote the game. So we won't see it uh, tomorrow night, but we will see it four-ish months from now in some capacity. See, here's my thought process. It's a Warner Brothers game. You don't see it till Fandome 2022. And it gets like a fall release or Christmas release. I feel like that's when they want it over the summer, but I don't know. Anything could happen at this point. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see if that does pop up tomorrow at the Game Awards or if anything else pops up at the Game Awards that we weren't expecting. We already know we're getting a trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which... 
That should be interesting. Also, um, like Jeff Keighley said that there's five Elden Ring sized announcements for the game. Elden Ring wasn't announced there. Elden Ring was like, it was re like, it was gameplay, right? Or it was just re revealed there. I I guess re revealed, but I think he's talking just in scope. Like games in the size of Elden Ring, which could open like I think Bioshock's I, a, a lock to be there, right? I, I think so. Too. I would have been I would have interpreted what he said as the announcement is the, the size and as big of a deal as the announcement of Elden Ring. Yeah, that that's what I that not not that that the game itself is going to be as big, but the announcement maybe. Yeah, like, I don't know. Um, it'll be curious. I, I'm very curious to see what he does with the event. Also, I'm really hoping um, that they give people live mics on stage, specifically um, uh, Joseph Ferris. Joseph Ferris. Yeah. After um, the whole thing this week with uh, Take Two and it oh takes my two. god, yeah, yeah, it should be interesting. Will, will on stage? Will they be like the game formerly known as It Takes Two? I don't know how they're gonna work because it's gonna win awards. Like it's yep. it's gotten such good press. There's no way it doesn't win stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how they approach that because with how big Take Two is, they probably don't want to piss them off. It's true. Such a silly, silly litigious. Why is the but why are the Americans so like, litigious? Like everybody pointed out, um, there was the time that uh Konami wouldn't let Kojima yep. go to the game awards. And you know, Jeff Keeley called them out. So I if I will be, I won't, I don't think he'll be canceled, but I, I will be greatly disappointed. And I think the industry should be disappointed in Jeff Keighley. If he doesn't at least acknowledge something, it doesn't have to be as strong or whatever, but just acknowledge something regarding. Oh, the shit. I, I, to- I totally missed this, but earlier today, Jeff Keighley tweeted out tomorrow. This, this one is fire with a gift from the suicide squad game. So I think we're getting Suicide Squad gameplay tomorrow. That would Ooh. be cool. I, I, super cool. Idea. Yeah, I'm I'm more excited about Suicide Squad than I am Batman. Um, uh, what's the new Batman? Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just called Gotham Knights. There's no subheading. Um, but I'm more excited about Suicide Squad because I think it's going to be very Borderlands esque in the plane with the, like the character classes and such. I hope so. So. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Do we see that? I don't see why not. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe seems, something. It seems like that's something that they would pay. Something to else. Because that comes out in February. February. So it would be right to start pushing the marketing machine now. And it's got Andy Samberg and Wanda Sykes in it. Like voice cast wise. Have they announced either of them as presenting? No, they haven't. They sh- Yeah, they really should have got to them. Um, and Will Arnett's in it too, I think. That sounds right. Yeah. So any final thoughts on Halo? And we can call this one early so we can go back to playing Halo. To play Halo. Yes, we'll keep this one yeah. short. Um getting to more game awards speculation. Maybe we'll start the I do we want to start a little early tomorrow to do some like pre-show speculation or yeah. uh, well, I mean, like maybe fifteen minutes. Yeah, I'm around. Minutes, so just let me know. We yep. can we can get started early. I don't really um, yeah, I can get started like at seven thirty ish, probably, because um, it starts at eight, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, and is it an hour of pre-show at eight? Is that when the pre-show starts? 
Uh, that's a good question. I think pre-show looks to be seven thirty. Okay. Because it's showing the the. the hold on, let me go to thegamewards.com. We should probably have done done this oh. research before yeah. right now when we're doing this. Tomorrow. Also, <laughs> yeah, we we at eleven o'clock tomorrow that Matrix thing goes live. Uh, the Unreal the Unreal Engine Five Matrix thing unlocks. I have it downloaded and ready to go. It's just a. What's that? Currently, on? it's just a. Ca- uh, both uh, main consoles. And Xbox? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I might get that downloaded tonight. Oh. Yeah. It's, then we um, can compare Johnny Silverhand and Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> the um. Yeah. Uh. It, right now, when you uh, go to launch it, it's just a, a countdown. Um. So, you know, keep that in mind too. That's going to be interesting. Uh, before we wrap up our thoughts on Halo Infinite, are there any spoilery thoughts that we want to share? I said that real weird. Are there any spoilery thoughts that we want to share that you want me to put the spoiler graphic up for? I don't think so. I no, think I think you... I think we were able. I think we yeah. said our piece without without having to spoil anything. Actually, unlike okay. what we were thinking we might do. All right. I'll, I'll say if good. you have any interest in open world first person Halo Spider Maning as Master Chief, even even if you don't. Even if you don't, give it a go. It's on Game Pass. Yeah. You have no excuse if you have Game Pass. Try it. Um, just do it. Also, wait, can I just really got into the multiplayer this week. Can I talk about that quickly? Do yeah, it. let's talk about the multiplayer. I played a bunch today, so yeah. I um, should have played more today, but I ran a bunch of errands before the thing actually went online. Adulting. Right? I, I popped my first double XP thing yesterday and got a bunch of levels up, so they fixed that. There you go. I don't love the challenges, though, so I'm going to be honest, because yeah. the challenges make me feel like I need to, like, I've been specifically running around levels looking for specific le- weapon types yep. to try and, like... I did I've been, that today where I needed five commando kills, and I friggin' hate the commando, but I got my five damn kills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just feel like they're counteractive to doing the objectives. In a lot of ways. It is. And and that's been the one of the biggest points of contention with this. Like, you know, if you ignore like how how st- stingy they were with, with giving experience and whatnot, the, that was one of the biggest complaints, even in the test flights. Like, hey, listen, this is going to be a problem. This this is not going to work the way you hope it will. Um, and they said, oh, we, we, we believe in the system and blah, blah, blah. And then they launched it. And sure enough, it was exactly what everybody was predicting. People going into capture the flag, pretending it's Slayer, and then actually quitting out after they get like the five kills with the pistol. Um, and then you're, you're stuck with a bot for a little bit. And then a, a new uh, somebody else comes in and then you, you lose the game, which is no good if one of your your challenge, your challenges happens to be. Hey, we. Uh, I need to win seventeen matches uh, before you know this whole thing resets for the week, so I can get this uh, this cool uh, gift unlock thing. And I never got that one, so SOL there. But yeah, I, I mean, push- I don't think you were missing much. It was just like an emblem or whatever, right? Yeah, it was an emblem that I was never. And this change. week's is like a sniper rifle color yeah. palette, which I also don't care about because I never used a sniper rifle. So yeah. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where if it were actual Spartan customization, I'd probably be more interested, whether it was helmets or colors. Because I think one of the biggest missing parts is cool colors. Um there and- there are some cool colors. Like the the one that I got at it, it, level 89, 
Um, yeah, but that also means having to get to level 89. I'll get yeah, there. Exactly. I'm almost at 50. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm at 30. I want to say 37. Yeah. It's it with the changes they've made, it's actually not that difficult. No. Uh, I made it from like 60, whatever, 65 to. Uh, I've I finished it. Um, so I've, I've made it that far in not too much time. Um, so the. Uh, the, the the one that I got, it's it's basically like all black except um, an accent of red on the head and an accent of red on one of the shoulders. And I think that looks really, really cool. Um, actually, something that somebody found out is um, the, you know, so, you know, the, the color palettes that they give you that, yep. right, the the it's it's got like the six colors and the and thing in the middle the center pod. Yes right yep. um so apparently the position of those six things are actually meaningless because uh somebody actually did a test where they had the same piece of armor and on one it was one section was like red or whatever and it changed the color and on another color the section of it was red same armor but it didn't make that piece of armor so even still like there's no way to predict like what what is going to be what color when that happens? It's just so totally derailing this conversation because yep. I've gone down Go the rabbit it. hole of researching the game awards. Yep, show's gonna be about three hours long. Yep. Well, yeah, a three hour tour for the well, record. Friday off, uh, what hands? Yeah, Y'all no can do in that regard. Boys at work on Friday. That's I, I do want to say, uh, for the record, you know, when I penciled in we're going to do this at 8 p.m., I was thinking, you know, this show will probably be pretty long, even without specifically knowing it would be three hours. That we don't need to do like a super long pre-show leading into it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. but their 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 thing goes live at 7:30, so I don't know if we right. want to be up for that or we'll, we'll, well that's what I well, that's what I'm saying. Like if we want to four hours from now, if we want to get in there a little bit early uh, to just catch some of the pre-show stuff and do some last minute predictions, like that's fine. But we don't need to force ourselves if we're going to be on our asses for three. Oh plus God, hours. no! I feel like I'm going to need to take like multiple breaks of just like I got to go sit down and not look at a screen because nothing's happening, and then I'll come <laughs> back and y'all say I missed like a new Pokemon reveal or the. Breath of the that Wild been 2 great. title oh, and man. gameplay yeah. reveal or some shit like that. We'll probably say that and it wouldn't have happened either. Oh, I know. That's yeah. the problem. Is I'll, I'll go to Twitter trying to find the stuff and you guys will be totally bullshitting me. Wait a second. Yeah. Okay, Mitch. Hear me out. Shoot. AEW game announcement. Fuck yeah. Let's or go. reveal. Right? That'd be great. I feel honestly. like the timing's probably about right. I mean, they've been working on it for a while. I think they want... I. I have I have a feeling they probably want to hold it until after 2K22 comes out. Mm. Uh, see Let how that it come out, different. continue to be a dumpster fire, and then say, hey, look, we're all new, all different, but back to what you remember and basically be a modern no mercy. Yeah, uh, 100%. Um, we'll see. Yeah, options. Options galore, including options in Halo, options on Game Pass with things like the Artful Escape, oh. and options with what may come to pass tomorrow night at the Game Awards. But I think that will. God damn it, Cozy! It was such a good transition. Well, Go. I I did want to conclude our <laughs> Halo Infinite discussion with what I feel is actually a very uh, pertinent question. Um, okay. okay, go ahead. So, like something that I've been hearing uh, across people that have been both praiseful and not so praiseful of Halo Infinite's campaign is that you can't claim that it's utterly feature complete. 
Uh, there's campaign co-op, which is still coming next year. And we do know that over time, uh, 343 Industries will be adding new content to the open world of Zeta Halo. Not to the same extent that they'll be adding new content to, say, the multiplayer suite, but we will continue to get little changes and improvements and trinkets to toy around with in it. And so I want to ask you guys, you know, as somebody who's still finishing up Halo 5 and is not necessarily in a rush to play Halo Infinite myself, even though I am looking forward to it and expect that I'll enjoy it, do you think that I got to hustle to play this as soon as possible, or do you think I can wait? If you've got I, a hankering for it, play it. If you don't think you got a hankering for it, wait. No reason to burn yourself out on too much of this series. That's why I was yeah. when when you told us your plan was to play through them all leading up to this. I was a little concerned that you would just be burnt out on this kind of game before getting to Infinite. So I mean, if you need time away from it, take the time. I don't. We'll probably like the year's almost over. We'll maybe bring it up once or twice more. Not really get into spoilers or anything like that, and that'll be it. And, and then, then you're kind of free to do whatever you we'll want. We'll be. With it. We'll be able to talk about it again when campaign co-op comes in into play uh, because we will probably want to play a bunch of that together yep. at some point. Mm. So, And, and I, see, that's uh, what I'm thinking. Like, I'm looking long-term and thinking, should I wait for campaign co-op and play it then alongside some of you guys? Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't wait. I'd just go. So, If you want to play it, play it. I, co-op, co-op in this game is actually, I can understand now why co-op got pushed. Yeah, co-op in the Halo games is great, in my opinion, as, like, your second playthrough, because, like, maybe Halo Halo 5 being the exception, because because it is such a team-focused story, um, in, in, in the Halo games, you know, typically what you end up doing when you play through it a second time with friends is you just... You already know the story and you're going to end up kind of, you know, just, you know, talking to your friends and having a good time, laughing, whatever, not paying as much attention as you could. And I think I think the story, at least so far at the very beginning, is good enough uh, that you want to pay attention to it the first the first run through just to make sure that you you you've got it. And then everything else after that, once once you finished it, then, yeah, go nuts uh you know playing it uh co- cooperatively i also don't know how co-op's going to work in this open world to be honest it doesn't really fit the model that halo's had up until this point and honestly the better experience might be playing through it on your own it'll be we don't like know the... until that drops because it's going to be so different this the single player is already so different from previous halos that putting campaign co-op into it one could be a buggy nightmare and two could be you know less than what people are expecting i bet it will be like the bubbles in new super mario bros where if the person you're <laughs> co-opt with goes too far away they'll end up in a bubble and you have to break them out of the bubble that's exactly what it's going to be yep a, yeah, a nice until- hard light shield surrounds them and yeah you gotta bust them out of that I mean, until we get to Mario Bubbles and Halo, I think we're just going to have to wait and see until next time when we talk more about this game and all the other stuff that's going on in this great world of, or maybe not so great, depending on who you're asking, world of video games that we talk about every week uh, on this there, Press YYZ. So thank you once again for tuning in. And if you enjoyed this, please be sure to go over, hit 
you know, that little subscribe button on the YouTubes, youtube.com slash press YYZ. It means a heck of a lot. Comments and thumbs up there means so much and it really helps get the word out that this exists and it really is appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, following on Twitch, it's free and you can hit that little bell to find out when we do this every week. Uh, and when we do other, other stuff that isn't just the podcast, we all try to have a good time with that. Um, rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts. These podcasts like this live and die by word of mouth and you spreading the the good word that is us uh, definitely means a heck of a lot to each and every one of us. And it wouldn't be the same if we did this and none of that stuff did happen because you are a very important part of the show. So thank you once again for tuning in yep. uh, Twitter. Great place to keep up with us. Twitter.com slash press YYZ at press YYZ there. We have discord. We are on discord a lot like an unhealthy amount at invite.gg slash today, especially today, every day, every, yeah, every day, but halo day, especially we were in there pacing around while it was downloading and it was a fucking, Oh my God. I was the first first one. We all got it downloaded. The servers held up. We had a good time. We're going to continue having a good time. And until next time, thank you for playing. Thank you guys. Um, yeah. Also, Tune into our stream tomorrow.